Hey, Fatsiders, footy's back. AFL 2023 season is upon us, and the fat side's back too. We're so excited to share it with you again this year. Jacko and I are back in the chairs, and that time of year is upon us. You can smell the anticipation. Footy is in the air, and you might be planning a trip down or a walk down Brunton Avenue to go and taste footy at the Mecca Round 1, or you might be planning a trip to the pub with your mates, but make sure you get amongst it because this is what footy is all about. That excitement, the exhilaration of seeing how your team will perform, and we are so pumped that we've split this podcast into two sections. Part one, we're going to discuss some Brownlow favorites, some flag favorites, um, some Smokies in those categories as well. We also talk about the people that are most at risk. We dive into the cultural problems of his mob, the doggies, uh, but talk about some of the coaches who have to perform up until the buy and maybe the end of the year just to keep their jobs. And what's going to become of the Tigers this year? Are they a fancy or are they a faller? We discuss sort of the age profile of that list and the impact it might have if some of those key players are missing for parts of the year. So sit back, strap yourselves in. A lot of topics to discuss. So let's get stuck into it. Part one, new intro, new segments, new feel. I hope you guys enjoy it. But first of all, here's the red hot chili peppers. Penis, good to see you back in the lab. Hey, Bob's Loft, how are ya? Good mate, good mate. Now we've got to uh, we've got to kick things off by discussing the off-season news. Yeah, big off-season, mate. From the potty, you had some massive news happen. Why don't you care to share? Yeah, well, um, yeah, pretty exciting actually. Uh, yeah, not long after not long after we um, sailed off into the sunset post-season, uh, found out that we're having a baby, mate. So yeah, Elsie uh, and myself, and we got married. Got married in February, so and you were there, obviously, best man. It was lovely. Let me off very lightly, didn't you, big fella? Um, I, I did, <laughs> yeah. and now that I've told you what I was hoping to say... <laughs> I've told about 10 people, and they're like, that is elite. That is funny, and it's good he didn't say that. I've got to save that, that gold for the podcast, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Not wasting it on a room full of people I barely know. That's it, that's it. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, but it was, yeah, it was monumental, and uh, I thank you for being such a wonderful part of it. Oh, my pleasure, mate. Yeah. Do you want to... Um, the Bucks... Bucks party was uh, pretty um, lavish, wasn't it? Yeah, so round one, man. <laughs> it was. It was very fun, dude. We have to go there again. It was heaven on earth. That was my off-season highlight. Yes. One moment in particular. Yep. It's when I got to see your penis for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the accompanying bush surrounding oh, such yes. penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like a, a, a native peoples of the Amazon had erected a statue just growing out of the... F- dense foliage around it yeah well everyone soon understood why i did a welcome to country before i uh, put the put the mankini on <laughs> but anyway no we've had the arborist through they've done a wonderful job tipped them extra as well so a big shout out to our friends at taylor's uh, tree trumps stump removal or whatever they're called <laughs> tell you what the wife's happy the wife's happy she can see it now I can't. I've got a massive belly, so... Yeah, she's got the yeah. bump. She can't see hers now. <laughs> nah. You've just traded places. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Jay, is this what it feels like to be you? And I'm like, yep. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> can't touch my cut toes. <laughs> can't see my genitals. This is a disaster. <laughs> but she's absolutely glowing, mate. She's killing it, doing really well. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. what we want to hear. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, we find ourselves back in the pod lab, mate. Massive AFL season upon us. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like 
2023. Last year, the competition was so even. Mm. And plenty of people have been talking about that. Actually, I was listening to whoever the other day, and they were saying that they think that by the end of the year, there could be up to 12 teams separated by three games. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, that sounds crazy. Then I went and had a look at the ladder from last year. That's not crazy. No. Not a crazy statement. We're well past the COVID times of the, the, oh, this team's going to struggle because everything's working against them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're back to not a not parody. I still have an issue with, um, you know, we've we've spoken about in the last week or two the the fixture, yeah, and how some teams really get a bit of a free kick, Ooh, yeah, others yeah. don't. It's it's not great. Um, and in relation to some teams, a couple of years ago, I remember saying to you, mm-hmm. Gold Coast had not played two consecutive home games at Metricon for yeah. like years, yeah, yeah, um, and never on a Friday night, yeah. And then they got it last year. Yeah. They yeah. got, multi, I think, twice in the year they had consecutive Metricon games. Yeah. They were in contention for finals for the first time. Yeah. They didn't get yeah. there, but they were in contention. Yeah. yeah. Without their young superstar key forward. So I can't wait for the AFL world to get to the point where there is equity yeah. in the fixture. Yeah. We sort of break out. Of, I mean, this is like the, these are the goings on of like a naive sport still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the NBA would never allow something like that. No. You must have league parity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're getting closer to it, and that's why I think the competition is pretty even. Yeah. So, well, Prime example for you. From round two onwards, I think, I believe Adelaide have four four home games at Adelaide Oval in a row. A whole month at home for yeah, the Adelaide Crows. That's kissed on the dick. Yeah. It's only, that's the domain of Richmond and Collingwood, usually. Yes, yeah. Mm. So, there you go. There's an example for you. All right, before we... Uh, we've got a fair bit to get through. Yes. Today, we've got um, a lovely little draft-style mm. um, segment where we're going to uh, basically do a ladder in, a, in an odd order. Yep, yep. Um, some Brownlow contenders, flag contenders. But before we kick off, we've got a little game for you. Oh, hit me. This is a game I've decided to call Vic or Not. Yeah. Um, also known as AFL Disaster Bingo. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give you a few scenarios. And I want you to tell me whether you think this will happen to a Victorian or non-Victorian team first. Yeah, no worries. All right, number one, he gets caught um, with a little bit of the Colombian marching powder on the table. Either on, like he's he's out somewhere, or typically these idiots are getting yep. caught at a mate's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smartphones, brother. With just like sniffing the uh, glass table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collingwood. Vic. <laughs> Straight up. Vic Collingwood. They just yeah. fit the bill, don't yeah. they? Yeah. But of course, once the cops leave and, you know, the story breaks, he'll drive home. No and then ever, he'll get pulled up again. No one ever gets caught smoking a joint. <laughs> nah, nah. No one's cool enough, man. And Max Gorn yeah. must be shifty. Dude, I was at the Storm game last week and, you know, there was Sweet Mary Jane everywhere. In dude, the I crowd. went out for a vape. Oh, yeah, dude, I went out for a vape. <laughs> and I'm like, someone's on the ganja having a time of their life. <laughs> the ganja? On okay, the... boomer. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Bloody ganja. Um, and uh. I turn around and, you know, you, you get your islanders at the rugby league, don't you? Oh, they're I mean, just they having the time it. of their life, mate. Oh, so, that's yeah, there's good. an example for you. Collingwood. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. They do have a, a few brash young yeah. players. Yeah. And that's usually where you sort of see it Yeah, happen. well, we already saw one. Yeah, pre-season Guinea. Guinea got in a bit of hot water, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It's just a shame that these journalists write these stories while sniffing cocaine at their work table, at uh, their workbench. So. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Might, um, 
might actually encourage Tom Brown, um, if you're listening, to maybe start taking cocaine. You might, <laughs> you might speak a bit more coherently. Just spice, spice yeah. things up, Tom yeah. Brown. Yeah. Eyewitnesses tell me that you've never tried it, so <laughs> give it a crack. Eyewitnesses <laughs> tell me you're not cool enough to know people who try it. Yeah. yeah. Your dad's the president of that club, so I'm sure he's not... Sh- no. Not short of uh, supply. Oh, he'll be holding. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. <laughs> Second uh, scenario, punch on in the stands. What stadium do we expect this to occur at? Okay. So, Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. what I've got written down. Yeah. Yeah. I said the gather round might as well be a UFC event. <laughs> you so have that true, many dude. games at Adelaide Oval yeah, yeah. consecutively. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have uh, sports bet markets for submission and TKOs in an AFL. Dude, i tell you uh, what. So Collingwood are playing St Kilda in the final game at Adelaide Oval and they've got three-day passes. They've been on the gas. Those two particular club supporters have been on the gas all weekend, dude. Mm. And, um, you know, just takes one St Kilda bloke to sort of go the early crow at quarter time and think they're making top four. Yeah. For something to kick off, I reckon, mm-hmm. amongst the Collingwood faithful. So, yep. yeah, strong chance of that happening. Very, very yeah, strong so chance Adelaide. of that in Adelaide. But a, a, close, a close notable second would be Optus Stadium. Those West Coast fans, man, they'll be grumpy all season because their side's not looking like they're going to be very competitive. So we'll, well get a, to them later. I believe there's a, there's a, is there a, w, there's a WA derby. Yeah. Round yeah. three. Yes, yes. On a Sunday evening twilight, so yeah, yeah strong and there'll, there'll be a strong realisation that Fremantle are probably going, going to have a, a really nice run at winning those games now as well. Mm. They're in the doldrums for a good six six to eight years, I reckon, of yep. losing those derbies. I think it's their turn now to uh, reign supreme. All right, next scenario. Um, which club is most likely to get attacked by the woke mob first? Yeah, Vic, nomination here, North Melbourne. Mm. Alistair Clarkson, back at the helm. We- Already has been. Has he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he, yeah, female reporter <laughs> looks at dead in the eye and says, your time's coming. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, maybe two or three weeks ago. So, yeah, he's, um, Caroline Wilson's already had him for breakfast already. It hasn't even, a ball hasn't even been kicked yet, mate, so. She, like, having people for breakfast yeah. is what she has for breakfast. She, yeah. <laughs> she can't not. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's pathetic. Cannibal Wilson. That's her new name. Cannibal Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Caroline Hector. Yeah, I didn't write down Hector? anything else Hector. than... Uh... Hannibal Hector. Can- Hector. Cannibal Hector. She's just this Mexican seven-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, the anyway, the mask might make her more attractive, actually. <laughs> uh, that's very Sam Newman-esque, that yeah. joke. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, he I... got cancelled, Bob, so be careful. <laughs> I'd love to get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. means people yeah. are listening. Fucking cancel us, I dare yeah. you. <laughs> Um, I, I did write Sea of Blue Head Yahoo's at uh, Arden Street. Yeah, most likely because yeah. that that report's still yet to come out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not too sure. Like, oh, this it's been going on for a while. Mm. Is it since October? Yes. That uh, yeah. It was pre. It was Grand Final week. The story broke on like the Tuesday of Grand Final week. Mate, we're talking some time now. I mean, yeah. this is about to nudge six months. Yeah. So that would be that would have been maybe the 18th or 19th of September, or the 20th of September. 20th of September. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's quite some time. Yeah. Nudging six months. It's just staggering that it hasn't been released already. Yeah. Um, and Gil, I mean, the whole reason that Gil had to keep hanging around was almost for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. He'd done everything else, but oh no, I need to oversee this. And I'm not hearing anything about the report, but I'm hearing about the conversations around um, 
Mm. Who's the CEO? Who's who's going to be the new footy operations boss, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. All right, one last one. Yeah. The first club to have teammates blow up at each other. It always happens. Yep. Last year we had Stephen May on Jake the Snake. Yep. Well publicized out the front of Entrecote. Yep. Um, getting real sloppy. And it derailed their season for a, a critical part of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It really, and they yep. never quite regathered the magic. No, no. Um, but had that been captured on film by... Someone had to have recorded it. Oh, for sure. Out the front yeah, of a restaurant. Yep. Someone had to. Yep. And I, I wonder if the clubs or someone bought the film because the the best one ever caught on film, Satanta are helping booting Cameron Cloak up the ass. Oh, yeah. Right up the sphincter, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full yeah. footy boot up. Shemenda Vass. Split in half. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that happens? If there's going to be a club that happens at this year? Yep. Vic or non-Vic? Non-Vic. Port Adelaide. Jason Horn Francis. Yeah. He is an edgy little fella, that guy. He is an edgy little fella. Yeah. I can see him uh, locking horns with a, a bull like um, maybe Pal Pepper, whose Pal spot Pepper. he's taking. Yeah. yeah. Or even having the nerve to maybe ask Ollie Wines to lift at some point. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's that arrogant, in a sense, for mine, from what I can see. Yeah. I reckon he's arrogant enough to even tell Travis both that, you know, you might want to lift a bit, Travi. Yeah, get yeah. back in the ice bath, Trav. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you little Ooh. shit. Yeah. three hundred. <laughs> he's only played 320-odd games, old yeah. Travi, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I would pay yeah. money to see Jason Horn Francis punch on with any of the other Port Adelaide midfielders. Yeah, yeah. That would be a showstopper. Yeah. Good, luck, good luck lasting five minutes with uh, Charlie Dixon, dude. Zero chance. Zero chance. Yeah. Do you think he'd be the most? Who do you, okay? If you had to pick, pick an AFL player mm. that would be the the most likely to make it in the UFC. Most likely to make it in the UFC. Yeah. Oh. Jeez, that's a tough one. Like I know he's not on a list anymore, but Mitch Robinson would be. I well was up thinking there. exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, but I don't know enough of the fighting background of enough players. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Jake Melksham can throw a few. Yeah. He's got the yeah. boxing history. Oh, but, you but, know, um, yeah. He's a bit of a pretty boy too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm th- someone like Braden Maynard looks like he should Braden be Braden Maynard. Yeah. He's mm. the one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But Charlie Dixon would be a formidable opponent. Yeah. Light heavyweight. Mm. Big, big man. Yeah. If UFC was verbal, Taylor Walker would be a champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Big Texan. Yeah. It's such a UFC nickname as well. Yeah, yeah. The Big Texan. Yeah. Port Adelaide. Actually, let's just a small digression. Yes. Let's go straight on to the coaches who are most likely mm. or most at risk of being on the chopping block. Yeah. Because yeah. Port Adelaide is the most fascinating case, I think. Yep. Because you and I would agree that Ken Hinckley, Ken Hinckley, by virtue of having a president like David Koch, is at risk. Yeah. Basically, yeah. every season for what, the last four or five years? Correct. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And quite publicly at times as well. Yeah, yeah. What do you think he has to achieve in order to keep his job? Or are we in a scenario where maybe Allah, Kennett and Clarkson, it doesn't matter what he achieves, he's gone at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you think? How it's do you almost like that? a Kraus, Kraus Jackson sort of scenario without the championships. Right. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Because he's um, a good, I think he's a great coach, man. I think he is too. I'd love him at Witten Oval. Absolutely love him. Um, well, I think he needs a winning record by the bye. Do you think he... What do you, okay, what would be the flaw? Like, what would be their record that meant he would definitely get sacked by the bye? Uh, 
three three wins, three or four wins, and like six to eight losses. He's he's in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, massive trouble. In fact, gone for mine. Well, they've got a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, to um, like a Leon Cameron, like a mirror image of Leon Cameron's uh, last season. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They got a bit of a mixed bag to start the year. So they got Brisbane and um, Collingwood, and then they've got a showdown. Yeah, yeah. And then they've got the Sydney Swans and then the Western Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. That's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. You know, they're not, yeah. that's not, not going to make them four and one, I wouldn't have thought. So yep. maybe three and two at best. Yeah. Unless they well, really turn out. Christian Petrarca, actually, he was on SEM with Waitley and described them as the greatest zero and five team of all time because. Their so list, hard to their disagree. Solid. Unless you want to consider that Sydney team that stormed their oh, way back into the finals. Yeah, zero and six they were. Yeah. Yeah. And they stormed their way back in. So yeah. the fact that Port Adelaide were unable to do that, maybe yeah. maybe they're the second best. But I mean, yeah. in terms of talent, when you look at the list, looks well, maybe, the most yeah. talented. Because that team also looked like it should fail. Yeah. They had some aging stars and yeah. it took some magic to get them there. And I, I, I put Hinkley in that hard, hard man's sort of scenario like... You know, big horse cock Longmire, you know, grabbing them by the agates and telling them where to go, you know? <laughs> telling them where to go. Yeah. Like they're sheep. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, and to be fair, after they've got that sort of block, that first block of five, they've got Eagle, St. Kilda, Essen, and North. That's four very winnable games. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, bring I- on Port versus North, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sir Harvey Horn Francis. And then getting to there by Melbourne, Richmond, Hawthorne. So. They should be, on all accounts, at minimum a fifty percent win rate. Yeah, yeah. And I if, think I think that keeps him in in line. I would have thought yeah, so. Yeah. And then that gets him to the end of the year. Yeah. I think if he doesn't play finals though. Yeah. They've yeah. added Junior Ro- Rioli. They've yeah. added Jason Horn Francis. If they don't play finals, they're in yeah. trouble. Well, uh, at the Fox Footy launch, um, all the experts were asked by this this YouTuber dude, um, who was lucky enough to be there. Uh, he asked he asked them all who he thought who they thought would just miss the eight and finish ninth. And Port Adelaide were the clubhouse leader among Fox footy experts. And David King threw in the mix that um, Port finished ninth and Hinkley sacked at season's end. That's his tip. I so. mean, he's just the wisest of men, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So, um, really bold prediction. So pretty much, yeah, yeah. After hearing that, I have just put 100 on Port to win the premiership. So. <laughs> He makes me feel like I want to. Oh, he's <laughs> such an idiot. Yeah. What so. was it? Did I say, did I share something with you? It was weeks ago. And I was like, how's this idiot risking his reputation preseason for no fucking reason? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. saying the stupidest stuff yeah, ever. Yeah, man. Like Tim Torano, a top five player in the comp by season's end. Um, oh, that's what it was. Dude, the, top five, Tim Torano. It's not going to happen. No. But he says it knowing that mi- there's so many different ways you can... So many different metrics by which you can judge a midfielder. Yeah. So... It's kind of a smart prediction in that sense. Well, he was top five for clearances. Yeah. Oh, he was top five for goals from midfielders. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different categories. So, yeah, yeah. sneaky fuck. <laughs> um, well, the only the other coach clearly on the chopping block potentially. Yeah. Is uh, Adam Simpson. Yeah. Now the Weagles are such an interesting case. We've talked about this a little bit. I have no idea what to expect from them this year. Yeah. It's not going to be like last year, but Josh Kennedy gone, Nick Nat injured again, Luke Shuey mm. another hamstring complaint preseason, Jack Darling interrupted preseason again. Just Elliot Yo looked pretty good, yeah. But they are relying on so many of these guys mm. that they're locked into because of their salary cap, yeah, 
to perform at or close to their best mm. just so he can keep their job. Yeah. He, yeah. His job. Yeah. I just think a question of desire to want to keep going as well. Like he's been there for so long now and he's achieved the ultimate success. And That's a fair question. So yeah. if he got sacked, you couldn't picture him coaching anywhere else? Oh, I could picture him having a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Like a like say a, a Brett Ratton sort of hiatus where he goes and, you know, just does a bit of senior assistant sort of work. Mm. He might come come back to Melbourne. He might be able if I don't know, if there's a soft cap increase, he could you know, he could very well go back to his former club and join Clarkson in the box. I was gonna say they they need that too. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they they've do. hamstrung themselves with his yes. salary Clarko. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, if there's any soft soft cap release, um, you know, a bit of relief, sorry. Um, yeah, that'd be the club I'd go to if I were him. Yeah. Well, they got a, they've got a, uh, m- much like Port, they've got a bit of a mixed bag all the way up until their, um, until their buy. Yeah. They've got some games that they could be very competitive in, North and the Giants to start. Yep. Um, a little bit of a tough stretch with the Dockers, Melbourne and the Cats, Richmond and Carlton in there, but they've also got Suns, Hawks, Essendon as well. These are all before their buy. Yeah. So yep. there are winnable games there. It'd yeah. It'd be hard to see him being sacked by by the bye unless mm-hmm. they're two or three wins yeah 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 in which case you might as well move the fuck on because you're yeah. about to blow it up yeah yeah but when they blow it up what are they getting back mm. okay say and you are a club that should consider this if they decide to blow it up yeah what would you give for Nick Nat? for Nick Nat? yep or oh, at the doggies yep you've got a need yeah you're not going to have to pay top shelf because he's injured. Yeah, and, he's banged up. He, you know, and probably, he's your, he'd be 30 he's now. He's your second Ruckman. Yeah. It'd be a nice complimentary piece to Tim English. Yeah, it'd be very nice. How much would you pay? How much would I pay him? Like No, no, no. Like, what would you trade? Future... Uh, a, a second round pick. Or a third rounder? And a player? No. I think if you finished... Maybe a, a second and a future second? Where do you, okay, not to spoil That's it. That's probably overs, maybe. Yeah. If you think that you finish top four, yeah. let's say that that happens. Yeah. Let's say you finish fourth. Okay. Are you going to give up pick 14 for Nick Nat? For win now? What if West Coast were like, give us pick 14 yeah. and your second, yeah. and we'll give you our second, which could be pick... Yeah, dude, that could be pick 20, 21. 21. Yeah. And we'll give you that. Yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah, win now. Big time. I think that's good for both teams. Yeah. They move up slightly higher. Yep. And they just trade their second pick. Yeah. To move, get a second, another pick in the first round and yep. then a lower second round pick. I think that's yeah. clever for West Coast. Yeah. Get rid of his Yeah, salary. I changed a fair bit. I went from second rounder and future second thinking, oh, that could be overs. Am I devaluing a guy if this? No, you're giving up a. Fer- so. You're giving up a. I don't for a need, for a need, yeah, you'd 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 go overs to get him into. I don't understand yeah. the draft pick points yeah, system yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. No, I don't either. But I would have thought. Give, I don't if, think the AFL do. <laughs> mate, <laughs> you watch draft night, and I'm just thinking. Explain it, dude. Elaborate on what is going on right now. Yeah. 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 yeah they made it as complicated as they can because I think they know that the system doesn't actually reward the bottom teams. No, no. It's no. like, here's pick one. It's like, okay, what if he leaves in two years? Yeah, yeah. Here's Richmond. Get nothing. <laughs> uh, GWS select Richmond's future star midfielder in four years. Mm. You know, John Basically. Citizen, John Smith. Yeah. Basically, that's what's <laughs> happening around the competition. Yeah. Um, and the only example of that that's really sort of stood out in the recent years is Sam Walsh. Yep. Yep. 
It's like, oh, you got him. He's a great player. Yep. He looks like he's going to stay. Mm. Everything's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a bit tricky. Yeah. All right. Coaches that might still be on the chopping block. Would you put anyone else on there? Uh, yes. Three. Three? Three. Please, yeah. please. Yeah. Um, if there is a world where Gold Coast absolutely declined, then Stewie Drew's under the pump after, a, you know, he got re-signed last year. If, if, they're, if they're worse than they were at the start of last season, um, the jungle drums might beat a bit loud up north and uh, there'll be serious questions asked. My other one is probably Matthew Nix. If they're bottom four at round 10, if they decline as well, you know, getting in star recruit Isaac Rankin, you know, claiming that they're sort of ready to go now, ready to compete um, for a possible finals finals opportunity. Um, yeah, he could be in trouble. I don't think they're quite there yet. No, no. I think their ceiling is probably about 10 wins. Yeah, yeah. And they had eight last year. Yeah. And they've just released a public uh, to the public their five-year plan, you know, club stability, 100,000 members, premiership in the next five years. 100,000 members? Yeah, 100,000 members. Yeah, that's How are they what they want. Generate that? I don't know, but they are. I think we 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 had a little bit of a look, and I think they're at sixty one thousand. Yeah, they're in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> that's yeah. a massive increase, man. Yeah. Well, they'll get it if they, you know, if if the local government put onto their Centrelink um, an Adelaide membership, <laughs> then um, they'll have one hundred and thirty thousand members by season's end. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, and no disrespect to all of our South Australian listeners, of course. <laughs> Um, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we all know you can't afford AirPods anyway. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's a cheap shot. Mine are on a three-year plan anyway. Here so he is. He's yeah. Okay. A three-year plan. Yeah. Oh, it was just a throw-in on my phone plan. They're like, do you want AirPods? Seven dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, I do. Anyway, carry on. Um, <laughs> here's my other one, Bob. It's my guy. Finance podcast now. Luke Beveridge. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. he doesn't get something going with this bulldog side. Yeah, he's yeah. turned into the nutty professor. Yes. Yeah. He really has. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Do you see a world in which he gets sacked at season's end if we miss the finals? Yeah, if you miss the finals. Yeah, yeah. You know, not, maybe not just on... Actually, no, that's such a cop-out. That, that would be a weird... I was going to say, well, if you missed just on percentage, then maybe not. But if I was the CEO or like the... Yeah. You know, like I'm on the board. Yeah. I'm still advocating for us to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much talent. The window's open now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what coaches are available. I feel what like... What a destination for Adam Simpson. Um, yeah, Dude. maybe. Yeah. But you're also picking up a coach who's got the same issues that Bevo does. Yeah. Kept, uh, yes, he won a flag. Yeah. Kept finishing fifth. Yeah. The drop-off was extreme. They mismanaged their... Ended up mismanaging their contracts along the way. Yeah. I'm not sure that he's the guy. And if you were going to get one, I think you could maybe seduce Nathan Buckley. Yeah. Oh, I'd like that. Because... I'd love that, actually. Ross is back. Adam Trelaw will find his back. club pretty quickly. Won't Brad he? Scott's back. <laughs> all these coaches that are renowned for making prelims, yeah, yeah. they're all back. They're all taken. Yeah, yeah. There won't be one available for you. Mm. Although in a, in a perfect world, Port Sack Kenny... Oh, yeah. Walk straight into the door yeah. at the kennel. Talk dirty to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Close to home for him. He's a Geelong boy. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. So I can Camper see... Camper down, I believe. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, He's down that way anyway. Cobden, one of them. Would you sack... Would you want Bevo sacked if you missed the finals? Uh, 100% would like yeah, Bevo sacked for sure. 
Yeah. Because I think I think I think we're I think we're good enough to make top four with what we've got. I genuinely believe that. It'll be competitive, but you should be. Yeah. Super competitive. Yeah. But yeah. I mean you made a grand final eighteen months ago. Eighteen months ago. People have forgotten pretty quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. 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 Well we did we did leave. <laughs> I don't know why, but we left off the stadium with forty minutes to go. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean Sydney Sydney um they blew it up at the end of that grand. I mean, you know, we've had some real rompings. We haven't had a yeah. good grand final for a while. Nah, it's been a little while. 2018. 2018 was so good. Dude, it was so good. It was great to just... Like, I might watch it again tonight. <laughs> just to get the footy juices flowing. So it's, It was uh, such a good game, dude. We were at um, one of your mate's places who was a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> Caleb. And, and it was the, the basically 93% full beer that got launched on the floor yeah, as yeah. Dom Sheed kicked that goal. Or house just about to go it. on the market. Oh, Really mate. nice floorboards. Oh, mate. And big house. Like, big nice house on the top of a hill. I was like, this is such a great blow yeah, yeah. To be fair, there was a whole room of us barracking for West Coast. Yeah. And yeah. really whipping them home mm. because fuck Collingwood. Yeah, mm. yeah. Fair bit of that. Fair bit of that. <laughs> it was the most, yeah. It was a pretty Collingwood thing to do, wasn't it? It was such a Collingwood thing yeah, to do. Yeah, Um. All right, a, a follow-up question. Yes. So there's a couple of coaches that are potentially on the chopping block. What about the fresh coaches? Mm. So we've got four of them. Yes. Which one do you think will get the biggest win-loss improvement out of their team? I think Brad Scott at Essendon. Yeah, I think Essendon's list is nowhere near as bad as people think. Yes, yeah, it's young and, you know, you've got... Dyson Heppel's a list clogger, dude. I don't even know if he's in your best 22. He definitely isn't. Yeah. I've been through this up and down a few times. He definitely is not. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But if you maximise the talent of Archie Perkins, mm. Nick Cox gets his body right. You know, with bringing in Will Setterfield. Will Setterfield, you, um, he's a nice piece to bring in for nothing. Yeah, I think he'll start on the wing. Very much so. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very athletic, good height, good ball Looks use. Looks good in the pracky match yeah, too. Yeah, Sam Wiedemann, he provides another target. Didn't really get a good go at it at Melbourne. And when he did play a good game, he'd often find himself well, back at Casey. Was it, 20, was it 2020? He was clearly ahead of Tom McDonald. Correct. Maybe yep. even 2021 yeah, for yeah, large yeah. parts. Yeah. And then he wasn't ahead of Tom McDonald. Good set of hands on him, dude. Yeah. yeah. I think he can really compliment two meter Peter on his uh, quest for a Coleman medal. And what a quest it will be. Yes. Like, yeah. he'll be up there. He'll be right up there, man. Yeah. Top five for mine. I'm going to go the early crowd. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I like yep. that. That's about that's about the right spot. Yep. So we had seven wins last year. And that's what will get you guys wins. Big performances from two meter, Peter. Mm. But, um, you know, Zach Merritt's the captain now. And yep. he's a class class act. Darcy Parrish. Got a really nice midfield. Dyson. Not Dyson. Um, Dylan Shield, dude, looks like he would win any Ironman competition right now. Is how fit he looks. He's, yeah. it's There are quadriceps on quadriceps. It's intimidating to my heterosexuality when I see him pre-season sometimes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm married now. <laughs> that doesn't mean shit if Dylan <laughs> Shear walks in and smiles at her. It's like, oh, you're just so rippling. Can <laughs> yeah. I touch it? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gay. I just want to touch your rippling muscles. Yeah, dude. I will show you how I do sit-ups. <laughs> Where is my wife? I haven't seen her for three hours now. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, what? Yeah, lucky we never go to Brighton. Mate, I, I actually um, bumped into him once, dude. Just a real quick story. Oh, yeah? I leave... Uh, Asai Brothers Brighton. I left the door open for him and Andy McGrath. Two of the most polite young men. Of course, they're Essendon players, mate. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Which shocked me. It shocked me. 
Yeah, yeah. It really did. You've met How any, polite they were. Haven't met any Bulldogs players yeah. out on the street? Maybe that's your problem. You're too nice. We're, it's dude, definitely I, our problem. 20 years ago, if I opened a door for Sean Wellman and Paul Barnard, they wouldn't have even looked at me. Dude. Yeah, you don't exist to them. Nah, nah. 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 <laughs> I would have cried, actually. Paul Barnard frightened me. Dimmer would have shirt fronted you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just, just for... What the fuck did you say? I said, enjoy your day, mate. <laughs> Dimmer. <laughs> The game's over. Yeah. He's got like, he's he played like he had shell shock from yeah. Vietnam. <laughs> he just wanted to murder innocent people. I was like, Dimmer, it'll all be fine. PTSD wick. Yeah. PTSD wick. <laughs> that is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, li- I wouldn't look- let him near my missus. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want him working with your missus, that's no, for sure. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I'm flattered that you said my team, yeah. but I think it's fair enough. St. Kilda aren't getting, you know, if we got four more wins to 11 wins yeah. or three more to mm-hmm. 10, yeah. St. Kilda aren't getting three or four no, more wins. No. That would make them borderline, that would I make think them top six. They're a club that know they're going backwards to go forwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Hawthorne are improving on their eight wins from last year. No, no. Um, with who they've lost, that's not happening. No. Now, Clarko definitely can potentially get four wins out of that North list. Yeah. Four more wins, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But they feel more vulnerable to injury. They've got no depth. Like yeah. out, like literally, here's their 22 best players. Oh, that should be competitive. Mm. Their 23rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th players are no good. No. They're basically VFL players. Yeah, yep. 100%. Straight away. So, yep. yeah, they've got a bit of an issue there. Yeah. Um, and they're light in key positions. Their recruiting will improve immensely over the next couple of years. 100% Blokes agree. will want to play for Clarkson. 100% They'll agree. see light at the end of the tunnel. Griffin Logue was massive. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, huge get. They yeah. need a forward now too. Yes. I yeah. know that these guys are big on Nick Larkey, but yeah. I'm just not sold. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And some injury concerns around Zerha. So they yeah. need the, yeah, they, they, they need everything to go and right. And Ben Mackay, stress fracture in the foot. Yeah, it's a huge problem. It's another, I mean, they're playing Carlton round four. Um, yeah, it looks likely that we still won't see the Mackay v Mackay. So the conspiracy theory lives on, mate. I hope it's gotten to the point now yeah. where one of them just has to pull a sickie f- yeah. every time they're fixed against each other. Now. Yeah. You, yeah. Ca- you can't let this, this streak end. Yeah. Not one of case. them will have COVID in two years and everyone will be like, what is COVID? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's dive into some of the more media stuff. Yep. Stuff probably people came to listen to. Yeah. You want to get stuck into a few Brownlow contenders? Yes, very nice. Let's let's sit the straps. So basically, we, what we've done is agreed on a pool of the top four. Yep. And then we're each going to select a roughie. And we ended up agreeing on the order yeah, of yeah. The, the top four Brownlow contenders as well. Yeah. Um, we both had Clayton Oliver up the top. We did. Now, considering he hasn't won one, why do you think this is his year? I just think he's... Um, yeah. I think he was unfortunate and stiff to miss out on last year, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah. So this guy is an accumulator, but he's a match winner too. He can actually... Last season, we saw him go forward and kick more goals in crucial moments of the game. Um, I think it might have been against Adelaide. It's one of the best individual performances I've ever seen from a footballer. He had like 38 and three goals at like 70%. Yeah. And um, one thing he's eradicated from his game, he's gotten rid of it, is the is the milking. Uh, he, he started he, he, early on in his career. He was very good at milking free kicks or throwing a bit of mayo on things. He's as tough as nails now. He's matured into this Adonis of a midfielder, in my opinion. I think Clayton Oliver's, yeah, 
He'll be he'll be easily an all time great of that football club when it's all said and done. I think yeah, he's on track to be an all time great of the AFL. Of the AFL, yeah. So this is his this is his opportunity, and yes. You know, you can argue Petrarca might steal votes. You know, Viney will steal votes. I mean, they're so deep in their midfield. Um, even Angus Brayshaw off halfback will be noticed. Okay, think about the manner in which we're talking about him. Yeah. How many games has Clayton Oliver played? How many do I think he's played? Yeah. Well, I reckon he's played about 115 games. Played 147. Oh, okay. Shit. But he's done that in seven years. Yeah. He's got a long way Why to go. Why do I think he's younger? He's got a long way to go. He does, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of footy. He's already peaked. He reached his peak after about, I'm going to say, th- three years yeah, into yeah. the system. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I suppose he probably might have been the 15 or 16 draft he was drafted. So, yeah, he has been around for a while. Yeah, 15. 15, 15 yeah. drafts. But yeah, sure. That's a that's a little while. But yeah. think of, I mean, if he's going to have a... I don't know if he could have a career that resembles Scott Pendlebury, but yeah. 14 years in the game is not unrealistic. Could he, have a, could he have a career? Maybe not as... Could he have a career such as a Simon Black? But look at look at Travis Boak still going. Travis Boak still as going. As an inside yeah. midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Look at what Joel Selwood was doing right up until the end. Yeah. Um, I'm, I dare say that if Hawthorne said to Luke Hodge, okay, we think this is your last year, but we need you to play inside yeah. mid for the, whole, for the whole of it because we've got... Yeah, yeah. Uh, he would have done it. Yeah. It is possible for these guys to do it. Gary Ablett Jr. still had the chops. I just yeah. don't think he had the tank. Well, the beauty of modern day sports medicine as well. Mm. Yeah. Danger's still doing it. Yep. At basically this age. Yeah, so yeah. 14 years as an inside mid playing yep. it in elite level. That means seven more years of Clayton Oliver mm. going this hard. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. The guy's going to win. He's, if he doesn't win the Brownlow this year, it will be one year. Yeah. For Has sure. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second candidate we agreed on. Yep. Was Paddy Cripps. Paddy Cripps. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't think he'll have the blistering start where it was like 32 and three, yeah, 32 yeah. and two, yeah. oh, 29, but three goals too. I don't think you'll have that yeah. this year, but he's going to be without Walsh. Going to be without Walsh. Yeah. For, for a little bit. Yeah. At least four weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of journalist fodder that, you know, Sam Walsh could miraculously play this week. It's not happening. Wouldn't have I mean, he had back surgery, dude, in like January. Yeah. 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 It's not happening. It would be extreme, but they do talk about how much of a disciplined trainer yeah. He is, and that he's one of the best. Yeah, dude, in his draft year, rookie season, he was, like, directing training. Yeah, Telling, like, 200 gamers where to go. That's fucking nuts. It's amazing, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, the potential for Paddy Cripps to rack up if if Carlton can manage to have a hot start. Yeah. Which, to be fair, they're kind of up against it. I mean, the traditional opener against Richmond, then they've got Geelong, and then they've got the Giants um, and North. Yeah, that's fine, but I'm I'm not sure that they're uh, for Carlton fans. I hope they get four four and zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got some other reasons to why I hope that that I'll share with you later on. But yes. <laughs> if he walks away with ten Brownlow votes, yeah, in those first four games, yeah, massively, catch. massively game on. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he reeled it in with less than thirty votes last year. Yep. So ten votes is enormous. Yes. Now. Number three on the list. Yeah. We both agreed it was your boy. Yeah. It's Marcus Bontempelli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think that this could be his year? Well, he's got his body right, for starters. He's had a full run at it pre-season. No more niggles. No more excuses. From his from the horse's mouth, he feels he feels the best he's ever felt, and he's ready to lead the team forward into uh, some green... Yeah, in, into some, uh, yeah, really competitive match-winning footy. 
uh, his attitude and his dedication, and and yet again, he's a guy that carries himself um, like uh, like very few. Yeah, elite yeah. trainer as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely bed by nine. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, loves a loves a zero alcohol beer. I, I would have thought. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, one of the. <laughs> But more importantly, um, I think he's I think he's motivated after such a disappointing sort of showing last year, the inconsistency with within his body, within him, his performance, and the well, team itself. To, okay, to be fair, I don't know how much of that was him and how mm. much of it was Bevo. I'll say Bevo, but <laughs> yeah. your your club, yeah, like the club, the yeah, yeah, team selection, the player management sort well, of section of that because he was clearly off. Yeah, yeah. to start the year, yeah. he misses. So he misses round eight. Prior to that, he'd had a 21-touch game, mm-hmm. and then he had an enormous 33-touch game against Richmond. Yeah. In a loss. Yeah. After round eight, round nine and 10, 26, two goals, mm-hmm. 24, three goals. Yeah. I mean, he just went straight back to being Marcus Bontempelli. He did. He had some fluctuations after that, but he didn't. He only got below 20 touches one more time for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he did it five times before he got that break for his... Was it his shoulder? Yeah, yeah. What were they doing, mate? I have no idea. No idea. And that, 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 that's why it was such a frustrating season. Oh, yeah, it was mental. Dog shit, to be honest. You know, and you got three wins in a row as soon as he came back. Like, it was just... Yeah. Uh, in fact, you won five out of your next six after he came back. Yeah, yeah. You need a fit Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, without Bont, your team not only has no chance of winning a grand final, yeah. you are definitely on the cusp of you're scraping into finals. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the importance of this guy. Yeah. yeah. And Richmond fans know what that means because that's how they felt about Dustin Martin for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they've got a bit of hope around some other guys. Yep. Um, bit of diversity and stuff. But look at Carlton when Paddy Cripps couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, it's garbage, Still dude. garbage. Yeah, yeah. You know? And as as soon as he looked good, they they should have played finals last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's how much of a difference maker it is. So, yep. yeah, he has that potential. And, yep. and pre-Brayshaw Fremantle, Nat Fife performing at his peak and they were, they, they yeah. were competitive. They were pretty good. Mm-hmm. As soon as he started getting injured, man, they were crap. It was nearly rebuild time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Not good. So, yeah, that's the, that's the importance. And he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll be back to his best footy. He'll be right in the mix. Now, the fourth candidate yep. that we agreed on. Yep. Tuk Miller yeah. of the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, he's just a superstar. And um, this is what separates these four from the rest is, yet again, another another consummate professional who looks after himself all year round every day. I've, I've, I've seen a couple you, of priests yeah, at your home, mate. The arms on this guy. <laughs> yeah, hair on legs, socks up, old school. He's an OG sort of setup. You love the hair on legs, Frank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all about it. <laughs> Yeah. No, he's a, he's a super impressive impressive competitor. Yeah, um, leads by example, and he, out of all of those three guys we've named above him, yeah, he is the best defensive midfielder. Yes, yeah, runs deep both yeah. ends of the ground. Yeah, he's the fittest out of all of those yeah. three. Yeah, but he's also the smallest. So yeah. the other three are all, to an extent, very large, strong, powerful yeah. midfielders. Yeah, but he is just. More of your traditional midfielder. I don't know what he'd be like. He's not. Would he be like five eleven? Yeah, right. Yeah, he's but not. Just, he's not massive, but super fit. Yeah, run yeah. all day. Yeah, muscled, hit hard like yeah. a traditional midfielder. Yeah, there's a Chris Judd sense. factor about him for me. Mm, I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. Maybe like a a Dane Swan 
with a different body type. Yeah, yeah. Like runs all day, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of him. And considering that, you know, like he was threatening a Brownlow last year. Yeah. Because he had Jared Witz back for a whole year. Yes. Jared yeah. Witz is in good form. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Top five ruckman in the yeah. game. I reckon he's got a chance to be the number. Considering Gordon and Grundy will slash each other's value a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, he's got a chance to be the number one ruckman this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And and yet again, and Took Took Miller just goes to show. He's, I think he's. I think he's quickly be, become one of the more widely respected players in the comp from his peers. I think. I think. Um, you know, and he's a coaches. Uh, he won the coach. Uh, won the coaches award last year uh, alongside Clayton Oliver as well. So the coaches obviously respect the way he goes about it as well. Oh, very much yeah. so. He. Um, I'm just having a little brief look now. Yep. He's polled at least like. They had an up and down year. Yeah. He has polled a stack of Brownlow votes in losses, though. Yeah. At least, yeah, what did he get? He got 27 Brownlow votes last year. He polled mm. at least 12 of them in losses. In losses. That's unbelievable, dude. Not many can do that. Yeah, that, and that's the difference. Yeah. So if they're a team that now that they've got Ben King back, mm. um, they've had oh. a couple of additions. Charlie Constable looks like a nice pickup for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben King sticking with the Troll and Casbolt yep. and whatever. The continuous evolution of Lukosius and Anderson and Rao. Yes. Yep. As, as particularly Anderson. Yeah. Losing Rankin is a is a problem. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, that's a that's a real problem for yep. them. But um ten wins, if they can bump that to twelve yep. and really threaten finals, yep. maybe they sneak into the eight. Who knows? Yeah. Just those two more wins should secure him at Brownlow. Exactly. And just to speak volumes of his leadership once again, he was he was publicly on the record very disappointed in Isaac Rankin for departing. And he hasn't been silent in the past Yeah, I either. like that he's salty about yeah. it because fuck that little bastard. Yeah, Dion Prestia, Tom Lynch. He slagged them all off in the past as well. So there you go. He's the boy that stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I heard him on a podcast. He was asked why did he stay? And he says... It's to repay the faith in taking me in the draft. You know, you if you're good enough to get picked up and that club picks you, you owe it to them in a sense that you you give them your best hmm. for as long as you can. And I think by the time... These... But he knows there's variables as well. You know, the way the club's like ran off the field, the way it's being run on the field. There are there are opportunities for players to go, you know what? And, 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 and he explains players do have the right to, you know explain that they're not happy and move on. Mm. But he he's one that's sort of stuck by the club and sort of seen the direction it's going in and, and wants to be the, the man that leads them forward. So I, there's mad respect for him for that. Yep. Agreed. All right, let's get to our roughie. So we picked one each. Yep. Yours? I'll give you mine first. Yep. I've gone with my boy, and it was not an attempt at being biased, but no, I've no, gone right. with Zach Merritt. Nice. A um, couple of reasons a lot of these other teams that we speak about have gone and added something into their midfield depth. Yeah, yeah. Not your team. Yeah. But Melbourne have gone and added Lockie Mal's. Hunter and Brody Grundy. Yeah, yeah. Guys who are going to impact the middle. Maybe Clayton Oliver can't win it because he's a vote short because Lockie Hunter had a ripper game. Do you know what I mean? Like Exactly right. Yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's some complications going on there. And I just well, think... Josh Shackey, you know, played his one game of the year and kicked eight. <laughs> <laughs> I I just think um, that because we've added nothing, yep. absolutely nothing within our midfield component in the off season, that Zach Merritt is clearly our best performing Brownlow medal chance every year. Yep. We don't win enough games, but I'm hoping we win uh, a couple more. Yeah. And he perennially finishes in like the top 10. Mm-hmm. 
Brownlow medal, yep. top, top 12. Yep. It's not a huge leap. No, no. To ask him to go and get a few more votes. And um, I mean, he had a stretch. I don't know if you remember this stretch last year across five games where he polled 14 Brownlow votes. Yeah, yeah. That is what this guy is capable of doing. Correct, yeah. Um, and they weren't all wins either. So, yeah, just just a known Brownlow performer because it's so hard when you look at outside those top four favorites. Yeah. Who makes the jump? Yeah. Is it a yeah. young guy or is it an established player who just has a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And history would tell you it's an established player. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I look at Zach Merritt and I see Sam Mitchell. Mm-hmm. That's the way he plays his footy. Yep. He's he's highly skilled with ball in hand, you know, good kick of the footy, good darting kick of the footy. And Sam Mitchell, you know, came second in a Brownlow medal and he somehow got to wear it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was okay about it. it was, yeah, no, he was, was all right about it. It was a fuckwit about it. Oh, but... please give me my Brownlow. I'm Trent Cockchin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cockchin. Yeah. Actually, I said that to someone the other night. I was like, do you know what his resume is going to be? Yeah. It's going to be 300 plus games. Yeah. Um, a Brownlow. Yeah. And all these flags as captain. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, when everyone who knew who Trent Cochran was is dead. Yeah. That resume yeah. is all time. All time. Yeah. And it does not deserve to be. No. No. Because he's not that good of a player. No. He was good for, at his absolute best, for yeah. like two, I'm going to say two years of yeah. his absolute best. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Outside of that, never a top 10 midfielder. Yeah, nah. And I, I actually think he's. Um, there's been times where he wasn't fit enough to carry the bags of a David Mundy. But it was just so David Mundy was in Western Australia, so he didn't get the there, same airtime. There is not a single person. Yeah. Everyone that doesn't barrack for Richmond, yeah. if you had, all right, all-time draft, you can pick anyone, blah, blah, blah. There's no way yeah. that you're picking Trent Koshin ahead of David Mundy. No, no. Not a chance in hell. No, no. <laughs> And that's even before you get to the footy, you just think of like, who's the better bloke? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, at least Trent Cochin, at least, at least we know he's got a lifetime supply of uh, muck hair, um, hair gel. So, Mate, it's, it's intense. Dude, that, that thing has not moved. You know, my dad doesn't like Trent Cochin. It's not because of, <laughs> it's because his hair doesn't change. Like, how pathetic is that? Dad's like, I don't like him. Why? To be fair, because his hair doesn't move. Has, hasn't he moved does for his a hair decade. for football? Yeah. yeah, I kind of understand that yeah. though. Yeah, there's something about that that bothers me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah. So the, yeah. And, and his wife goes to day spas in COVID lockdowns as well. So <laughs> it, was, it just speaks volumes. That of was him. a bit selfish. Yeah, it was selfish. Uh, so she, yeah, she, that, she should have a good hard log fig. That's my roughie. Anyway, um, enough of bashing this guy. <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. I was really tempted to write Rory Laird. Yeah. You know he's 41 to 1 on Sportsbet for yeah, the Brownlow? Yeah, really nice. Man, what does yeah. the guy have to do? Yeah. Anyway, uh, give me your roughie. So I went with Connor Rosie, but we've actually spoken about this, that um, he'll need to increase his football IQ. In the midfield. Yeah. I did. I watched the practice game yeah. pretty closely, and I was like, mm, you don't... I mean, this is a forward who's playing midfield. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Not to say the kid's not super, super talented. But Is he, he a taller Toby Green-like sort of performer where he probably plays his best footy at half forward rather than the middle? He's a bond without the clearance work. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, you know, like... But this guy's like, like this season, he's going to play midfield. He's going to be high disposal mm-hmm. getting midfielder. Mm-hmm. He will win centre clearances and he will kick goals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he'll tick yeah. all those boxes. And he's a bit of a show pony at times, which is, you know, that adds to the, the character and, you know... 
characters in the game get noticed like that, especially by umpires. Yeah, they get it. They get attention yeah. and they get yeah. up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely so, spot on. Yeah. Do you know who I was flirting with on the Smokey? Tell me. Tom Mitchell at Collingwood. It's a good call, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good call. He's going to be Tom Mitchell again. He's going to get the keys to the midfield pretty much 100% of the time. Mm. Um, and they can't rely on Taylor Adams anymore because his body just breaks down. No chance. Pendle's yeah. too old, too slow now. Yeah. Um, still love Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. Still clearly a required player in their midfield. Correct. Yeah. Still good enough at AFL level. Far better human being, captain, and player than Trent Cotchin. <laughs> yeah. Much better wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, not, oh. not enough. Yeah. For that, what that team's got, yeah, is not enough. They need they need a little bit more. So Tom Mitchell's a great acquisition. Yeah, I'm just not sure about the game style because a lot of it from Fly last year was designed to bypass the midfield yeah. and not have stoppage contests. Yeah. I think on purpose because mm. they knew they were a bit deficient. Yeah, they had their issues with Jordan Degoe as mm-hmm. well, which yep. really put a bit of a spanner yeah. in the works. The Dacos boys, as much as they'd like to believe that they've got two super superstar kids that can be on ballers, they're yeah. not on ballers. No, no, they're no. clearly a kick away or a hand pass away from the contest type of players. Yeah, yeah. I think Josh Dacos is asserting himself as one of the best wingmen in the game. He did. He did last year. Yeah, yeah. He was a top yeah. five winger in the game, and I don't think it'll slow down either. He's clearly talented. Mm. He's a gun dude. Some people thought he kicked one of the best goals I've ever seen, man. That was as day cost as it got. It was it was very nice. Yeah. Some people thought he should have been all Australian, but to be fair, that's like James Harden on the Rockets. It's like he should be MVP. It's like but he played on the wing yeah, yeah. where they did all their work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to rack up numbers and look good when the yeah. ball's always in your area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I totally agree with that. Um but yeah, no, I like him. Yeah. They've got a they've got a nice little pair there, but Tom yeah. Mitchell if they skip a lot of contest work again, yeah. which I personally think they'd be crazy not to. Yeah. They have not replaced the ruck stocks. Darcy Cameron didn't look fit to do the job by the end of the year. They're going to go back to leaning on Mason Cox in that respect. And they haven't, with the Lipinski injury, they haven't added an inside midfielder. No. Um, they can roll. That hurts, dude, Lipinski. A lot. Oh, so much. So it'll be Crisp and Mitchell and Pendles as their best Inside midfielders. Yeah. I don't think it is Taylor Adams. I think you've got to keep him on half back if you're going to have Crisp in the middle. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a tricky one, but I like the Tom Mitchell one. It's a good call. Yeah. Um, back to Connor Rosie. He averaged three clearances. Yep. Um, a game last year, which is fairly impressive, but he... And then he averaged under a goal. Yeah. So if he's any chance to win a Brownlow, those numbers are going to go up. Yeah. He's yeah. got a nearly double those clearances and add maybe if you added 10 more goals, it would be super impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Getting something like close to 1.3 goals a game. Yeah, yeah. That's a super impressive midfield output. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he did in your defense, why it's a good pick. Yep. He went from one Brownlow vote in 2021 to 14. Yeah. So a, yeah. a huge jump. Yeah. And an all Australian jacket. Yeah. And well-deserved too. Yeah. Yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah, it was contentious, but I, yeah. I thought it was well-deserved. He had, yeah. he had a good year last year. And you did mention Rory Laird at 41s mm. for the Brownlow. Well, and behold, Tom Mitchell, 41s. So there you go. Yeah, these are good prices for, yeah. for you know, if you want to take a, a flyer, yeah. they're good prices. To think that it goes from Tom Mitchell and then Bailey Smith. Yeah. Like yeah. Tom Mitchell's probably, actually Darcy Parrish at 51, it doesn't seem crazy because he had an interrupted year. Yeah. I've got, oh geez, I, I didn't realize Zach Merritt was at 51. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. 
Caleb's the wrong at 100 to 1. <laughs> well, there are some interesting prices here. Might be worth a bit of a punt. Nick Dacos is a shorter price to win the Brownlow than Ollie Wines. That goes to show you how fucking idiotic Collingwood supporters are. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. has bet on that to shorten that market. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You absolute idiot. Dude, the amount of people that think you'll win the Brownlow calling SEN. No, and come then, on. Oh, yeah, 100%. Dude. No. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I am probably one more of those phone calls away from just blowing my forklift up at work. <laughs> just letting the gas do its work, bro. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who they think they've got, man. Yeah. Do they think they got LeBron James? Is I think it, so. Do they really? Yeah. A small little undersized, can't handle a tag, whatever. He was in his first year. I'll give him that credit. I yeah. like the kid. Yeah. I like watching him kick the footy, whatever. I don't like Collingwood supporters overhyping him. Yeah, yeah. And how many times have we seen this with a young player? Happened to Bailey Smith. Yep. Too much pressure and then he made a couple of mistakes. Yeah. Jamara Uglehagen, too much pressure, made a couple of mistakes. Yeah. It's basically par for the course. When you overhype these guys... They crumble under the pressure. Yeah. You're asking a 19-year-old whose brain hasn't fully formed, yeah. who is not allowed to go out and have fun and be a normal human being, yeah. to try and win a Brownlow, take your club to the promised land, mm. and like, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. aren't you leaning on your established talent that isn't good enough? Yeah. Why aren't you angry at Jordan? Why, why aren't you- Jordan Degoe has a better chance to win the Brownlow than Nick Dacos. 100%. 100%, dude. He has a full run at it. He could win it all. A full run. Yeah. He's a 25-touch, two-goal-a-game player who gets five clearances yeah. at his best. Yeah. If he does that all year, yeah. he is a genuine Brownlow contender. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, rant over. Um, <laughs> for now. For yeah. now. Finn McGuinness gave him a little bath pre-season. So. And who the fuck is Finn McGuinness? Yeah. Who the yeah. fuck is that guy? Who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right, let's let's uh, keep it ticking over yep. a little bit. Premiership contenders, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We agreed on this pool of top three. Yes, and the order. Yes, Brisbane, Melbourne, Geelong. I've got Melbourne, Brisbane, Geelong. Melbourne, Brisbane, Geelong. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're organised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never said that before. No. So tell me. <laughs> I have an erection. That is such a nice compliment. <laughs> I'm going to tell Ali, here's how you can get him hard. Oh, dude, if she if she hears this, she'll be like, oh, well, fucking that's cute. You're organized for that, aren't you? What about those dishes I asked you to clean on Sunday? Oh, come on. I forgot. It's Thursday, mate. <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne are my premiership favorite. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Gorn Grundy factor. If that works, it's just genius. A stroke of genius. I, I'm not too sure why it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, too mature seasoned vet, like. They're veterans. They're, they are veterans, yeah. They've and they've both been at one point in time, yeah, the best at their position. Yeah, yeah. These are not just two guys who are good that you're sticking alongside each other. This is the Hawkins Jeremy Cameron of the midfield. Yeah, of yeah. like the ruck yeah, division. Yeah, this is basically taking two of the very best. Yeah. and playing them alongside each other. Mel- it will work. Yeah, Melbourne aren't in the business of. Oh, we'll get Grundy and hope this works. No, they're in the business of let's get Grundy, let's make this work. This will work. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit injury prone, but I yeah. think they've got the benefit of, well, now you maybe only have to play him 65% game time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and might very well extend Gorn's career, man. Yes. Yeah. But both of them are going to rest forward at patches yeah. when the other one needs to go and put some work in. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Gorn go from the guy who misses critical set shots to clunks contested marks and yep. goes back and kicks captain's goals. Yeah. It's been a lovely evolution. Yeah. 
Balance all over the ground and system, Melbourne. It's all system. Addition of um, Lockie Hunter. Yeah. Can't be forgotten. So you've got Lockie Hunt. You've now got Lockie Hunter and Ed Langdon on either wing. That's class, dude. It's scary. Yeah. It's going to hurt a lot of people. It's yep. going to allow Angus Brayshaw to play out of the back line yep. as a permanent fixture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, their only question is health. Yeah. Yep. I don't have any more questions about the Melbourne no. team. Their forward line lacks, in compare, comparison to Brisbane and Geelong, yep. their forward line is the weakest out of those three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I personally think their back line is the strongest. Yeah. And it's yet to be seen whether Brisbane, mm. with their addition of Dunkley and the number one pick, is better than Melbourne's backline yeah. because Melbourne made it look fucking piss weak last yeah, year. They did. They smashed them. Yeah. Yeah. And I was at that game where Jack Viney just absolutely tore them apart. Not yeah. Clayton Oliver, yeah. not Christian Petrarca, Jack Viney. Yeah. Single handedly tore them apart. Yeah. And they had no response. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Viney had like more tackles than a Ringwood nightclub bouncer in a month. Dude, he, I watched, <laughs> there was from the stands. Heaps of tackles down there, dude. <laughs> there was one moment from the stands, I will not forget this. Yeah. And it's like, I'm however many, like, I guess, like, 200 metres away from where the action's happening. Yeah. Sitting in a box, watching, not looking at the screen, mm. and you see this one body running harder than every every other body smashes into this pack of men yeah. and runs out with the football. Yeah. And it was just Jack Viney. Yeah. Just tearing it up. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. And as, as good as Lockie Neal is, he can't stop that. No, no. He can't stop the big bodies of Melbourne's midfield. Dunkley yeah. helps. Yeah. Um, and what have they lost? Mitch Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, man. They'll yeah. be fine. One more note on Melbourne. Mm. A fit Tom McDonald changes a lot too. Changes heaps. Yeah. They needed more. When they struggled last year, it was avenues to goal. Yeah. Ben Brown looking like North Melbourne made a good decision. Yep. When he fir- when, Be their when- first one in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um. We need to be tougher. Let's go get the most racist coach in his... No, 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 no. no. Alleged, alleged. When they first got Ben Brown, everyone was up in arms. Like, how the hell did you get that guy for that price? Like, he's still got plenty of footy left in him. Dumbfounded. We were. Completely dumbfounded. Oh, my God. And yes, he still does have some football left in him. Yeah. His best has long since left him. Yeah. But he's got that, um, what Josh Kennedy had. It's like, if you let him mark it, he will kick the goal. Yes, yeah. He's a dead eye. Dead eye dick. And yep. those guys are worth their weight in gold, really. Yep. yep. Which is why, not to not to um, jump ahead too fast, which is why I have Brisbane at number two. Yeah. The addition of Jack Gunston into that forward it's line amazing, cannot be understated. <laughs> You've still got the That hip- forward line, dude. Yeah. Hipwood, Danaher, Charlie Cameron. Yeah. I love still Zach Bailey as a small oh. forward. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. And Lincoln McCarthy still holds his own. And Link McCarthy yep. does does what he needs to. Yeah. Good forward, good forward craft, good pressure. Mm. Yeah. Pressure, pressure, pressure. But then once you add a dead eye in Jack Gunston, yep. who who's a who's a bit more I'll say a bit more agile than Danaher or Hipwood, but I mean more on the lead and ability to mark it below his knees type of stuff. Like he's a bit more agile in that respect as yep. a forward. Fifty goals this year, fit Jack Gunston. Oh. In that team? To a game. Over-unders, 40, 40, 42 and a half over-unders. Oh, it's a good call. Mm. I think I'll go under. Yep, okay. Um, only... Do you expect him to break down at some point? No, I, I just think they've got so many people they can So many avenues with. to go, yeah. And yeah. so... There'll be days where he might have two shots at it, but Danaher kicks four. If they, if they didn't have Joe Danaher, yeah. then I'd say that he'd Overs. go over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I, I think they know they can't rely on Joe Danaher's kicking, and now they've got someone who they can. wonder what cowardice Price Sports better throw us for an over-unders goals. That'd be, be too short. For Jack Gunston. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Charlie Cameron, top goal scorer mm. in the team. Jack Gunston, over 40. Yeah. That would be an interesting combo. Yeah. BYO Sports Bet Future. Ooh, Here yes, we please. go. All right. So you've obviously agreed on Brisbane, Brisbane number two. Yeah. So that's yeah. the forward line component. Just such such incredible recruiting. Why, why don't you tell us how happy you are for Brisbane that they picked up Josh Dunkley? Um, well, I'm not happy. <laughs> it hurts. He's won our BNF last year. <laughs> that's crazy, man. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Is he a two-time BNF winner? Oh. I think he might be. Maybe? I think he might be. Yeah. Maybe. I'm going to look this up. In that case, this is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Off the back of what I've said to you before was what I considered to be mistreatment. Yeah. Well, he wanted to be an Essendon player two years ago. Wouldn't release him. You got slightly less for him. Yeah. Now, which was just absolutely shit. He's two a... first rounders you offered us, and we said no. Yeah, he's a required player. No shit, he's a required player. No, he only won one. Okay, um, one, yeah. One yeah. bit. One, just Lockie Hunter one won one. Dude, Lockie Hunter won a BNF at our club. Yeah. We traded him for a third round pick. He was nominated as a vice captain, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. this is what we should... Gee, that, when you strip tangent. it down like this, there are cultural problems at Footscray. Here's a tangent. Yeah. yeah. Dunkley, desperate to leave. Hunter, gone after being made vice captain. Had his indiscretion. Yeah. But wasn't played either. Yeah. And they, the whole Tom Morris thing yeah. was a blow up because Bevo was playing dice with fucking people's livelihoods. Well, with his, with his name being yeah. like, he's in the side, he's out of the side. He's and Tom, all Tom Morris did was break the story. 2020, Mitch Wallace, leading goal kicker, named vice captain. Career over? Yep. Couldn't get in the team. Yeah. Yeah. So vice captain playing VFL. Something goes on at your selection committee. Yeah. There's either some like black magic or mm. someone's just. They're just in there smoking the devil's flute. Yeah. Something's happening in that mm. room. Yeah. And Bevo's clearly a part of it. Yeah. Because there are players that should still be in your best 22. Yeah. That are no longer playing for you. Yeah. Or oh, Mitch Wallace is still at the club, right? Yeah. Well, I looked up mock teams and Hayden Crozier and Jason Johannesson are emergencies. Two very, very well-equipped players at the level. Uh, JJ, I... Eh. But Hayden Crozier... Should be in your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in, what would you say he'd be in about 14 or 16 other teams' best 22s Dude, every week? He was like your third best defender. Yeah. And then you just did not play him yeah, next year. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's like Bevo saw you guys finish fifth and went, well, we've got to make some hard changes. Well, now you finish seventh. Well, we've got to keep making hard changes. How about no, mate? Yeah. How about some continuity? Just be careful. Just be careful you lose an opportunity to make any more changes. Well, he's replacing them with children. Yeah. With all due respect, Latham Vandermeer is not going to win you fucking anything. No, no. It's nice for him to fill a hole. Yeah. But was it really worth ruining Mitch Wallace's career for that? Mm. Not no, at this stage. No. Not when Vandermeer's got years ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, all well and good to play Waitman. Provide yeah. something. That's yeah. fine. But Vandermeer... And Waitman fills holes. Who, who else did you... On and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mad dog, dude. Um, <laughs> who else were you rolling through your forward line last year? What other youngsters... You had some, um, some young spastics come yeah, through Rob. there. <laughs> you fucking did. Riley Garcia. Spastic. Yeah. Robbie McComb. Spastic. Um, <laughs> I actually know Robbie McComb. He's a fucking legend. Um, Light spastic. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah, 
Asia legend level. No, okay, Spastic's harsh. You get my point though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They don't quite role players that aren't. Well, what do they provide? Slightly ten percent more forward pressure than Mitch Wallace. Mitch Wallace also was kicking goals. Yeah, I'm just not, I just don't understand the bevo the tactical trade off yeah. by that decision. But what you lose, what more like. The other thing you lose with Mitch Wallace is like heart and soul, dude. Right. That guy bled for the footy club. And let me tell you, Bevo has forgotten yeah. why you won the flag. Yeah. You won it because you had so many heart and soul players yeah. stitched into the fabric of that team. Yeah. Um, you know, the Pickens, the Boyds, the whatever. Yeah. Like Clay Smith. Yeah. All heart and soul players. Yeah. Matthew Bo- yeah, Matthew Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't think like yeah. Who else did you pick up that they go, oh, we're going to give games to Oscar Baker. Mm. All right, man. Like, yeah. do that if you have to. Yeah. But it feels like you guys have kind of forced yeah. games into some of these youngsters. I think we played Buku Kamis off the back of public outrage that we weren't. Buku can't miss. Can't miss. They had a great game. That was a great game. Yeah, awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet, yet again, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think we'll see much of him. So, okay, we've probably made this a bit of a doggies analysis. Didn't mean yeah. to, but yeah, the cultural problems. Yeah. Josh Dunkley has left. Yeah. Because he was never guaranteed to be starting at center bounces. Yeah. Josh Shackey was on the record on that Show Me The Money as well. It sounds as though he just didn't get any um, any confidence built into him. Like, he just never felt the confidence from the football club. Never felt. I don't think he felt respected either. Um, he claimed that he didn't get given enough opportunity. Yeah. I argued that he did. Oh, he did, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, was it 2019 we were doing the pod? And we yeah. were giving him shit about being the Iceman. Iceman, He yeah. was getting played every week. Yeah, yeah. And he was deplorable. Deplorable, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. So I, I sort of scoffed at his claims, but then at the same time, um, the things he was saying were quite believable in the fact that, he, that there was not a lot of transparency on his performance week to week, and he was dominating in the VFL. But maybe he's just a good VFL player. Maybe that's just what it is. That happens. That's and a we'll reality. we'll see that this year again. I mean, he's gone to Melbourne. There's no way he's breaking into that team, dude. No. Well, he's Not got, a chance He's got Wiedemann's spot, which yeah. is uh, unused last year. Yes. Even when Tom McDonald got in. Correct. So, yeah, good luck. Yeah. In anyway. fact, they, they rolled with Mitch Brown a couple of times. Instead yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Wiedemann. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Third on that list, we had Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. Considering they won a flag, what would be your justification of the average punter of putting them third, not first? Third, not first. Um, the loss of on-field leadership from Joel Selwood will will leave us will leave an, a, a hole. Yeah, but um, it's Cheap. like like any team. It is health. They're old, dude. They're the oldest club to ever win a premiership yep. on paper last year. Hmm. They're a year older now. Really? Yes, they've brought in Tanner Bruin. They've brought in Ollie Henry. They've drafted Jai Clark, who looks a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, whether Jai Clark gets a go, I mean, Tanner Bruin looks like he's coming and pinched Braden Parfitt's opportunity to play in the guts, which, I mean, you've been heavy on the record. You're, Parfitt's your boy. You like Parfitt, don't you? I've liked a couple of the Geelong youngsters yeah. that they refuse to play. Yeah. Well, this goes all the way back to Charlie Constable, doesn't it? Yeah, Charlie Constable and... What's his name? Jordan went Clark. To, went to Freo. Jordan Clark. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Jordan Clark. Yeah. He was above other guys that they were giving games yes. to. Clearly above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he goes to Freo and does something. Yeah. Sam Mendick. Sorry. Sam Inagola, gone. Where's he? Well, that's like, staggering. Yeah. Because he could have left, gone yep. to West Coast, gone back to WA, yep. got a nice contract, yep. 
and actually still been a highly regarded AFL footballer. Yeah. Instead, he's on the fringes now. I know he had some injury troubles. It's interrupted his career. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... It's just staggering that they've... They're, they're a team that's ruined the careers of some guys by holding on to this... Like, they are what you call a banana republic. Like, they are aging at a rapid pace. Yep. And yes, they've got some youngsters, but they are losing that middle talent of 120 games that's ready to take the next spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the minute Dangerfield leaves, we'll be looking down the barrel of a Cam Guthrie retirement as well. Yeah, yeah. So when this ends, it's going to end... Well, the only way to patch it is to recruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Without... Yeah, because the other option is just a complete bottom out. They're too good for a complete bottom out. Yeah, yeah. A complete bottom out. Yeah, yeah. But when you're paying... The, the day's going to come when it's like, well, we're not grand final contenders anymore. Mm. Now, why should I still be p- taking a pay cut from you guys yeah, to keep yeah. the team together? Yeah. That will be over. Yeah. And then they'll be in the same boat as everyone else. Yeah. Now try and manage a list when when the well, saviour of your club yeah. is worth $900,000 yeah. a year. Well, that comes to the time where they'll probably start having to pay overs. Yeah. You know, Tanner Bruin might find himself on a nice $800,000 $800, contract in three years, four years. Mm. Well, yeah. he's a top 10 pick. Yeah. That didn't want to go to GWS. Mm. Nice of them to bring him home to Geelong. Yeah. But you don't know what this kid thinks he's worth at yeah. 25. Yeah. If he thinks it's $800,000 a year, mm. some sticky situations. This yes. is not this is not Dangerfield already being an established superstar and having plenty of cash and media yeah. stuff and whatever. Yeah. Like at some point, you're going to have to pay money to these yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. Smokey Bob. Smokey time, brother. My Smokey's Carlton. Yeah. And I don't think I've got to justify it too yeah. deeply. Paddy Cripps is a Brownlow medalist. Yeah. Jacob Wiedering is an All-Australian centre-half back. Yeah. Charlie Kernow's won the Coleman medal. Harry Mackay is a top five, six key forward as yeah. well. They've got the spine yeah. to get it done. And I'm going to jump straight on this bandwagon with you. I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. Doherty, elite half-back defender. Yeah. Like their spine is fantastic. Adam yeah. Saad was almost All-Australian last yeah. year as well. They've got everything. They've got one of the greatest premiership captains in the history of the game coaching them too. Yeah. That goes that goes a long way. Last year their issue was, and it was well publicised, or it was it was intimated, and I com- couldn't agree more with it. Yeah, yeah. They did not know how to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were winning home and away games, and it was mm. all great when everyone was on the Carlton train again. Like, yeah. fantastic. Now it's crunch time. Those last couple of rounds were embarrassing for the Carlton footy club. Yeah. The and- Adelaide lost, dude. Oh, my God. God. So embarrassing. And it was obvious that they don't know how to win. Yeah, yeah. They don't have enough guys out there on the list that have won tough games yeah. or finals. Yeah. And it showed. Yeah. So they'll learn from that. I expect them to get better. Yeah. The question is how much better. But they missed out on percentage. Yeah. With 12 wins. Yes. And 100... I mean, we're talking 0.6 of a percentage point is yeah. what got you guys into the finals instead of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. They're definitely capable of going from 12 to, I think, at least 15 wins. Yeah, yeah. Why I th- not? I think so. Why not? That gets them to fifth based on last year's ladder. But yeah. once you start talking 16, well, then you're separated by percentage for two, three, and four. Yeah. Are you feeling a pre-Richmond Premiership lear- off-season learnings on how to win? Because remember, like Richmond was super competitive in moments of games in their Premiership year mm. where they lost in a heartbreaking last-minute fast-break goal two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they finally nailed it at the right time of year, and, and then it held them in good stead to build this three-premiership winning dynasty. What did Richmond finish in 2016? 13th. That's how quickly it comes. And Damien Hardwick was 
so sacked it wasn't funny and the board mm. finally sat down and went, no, he's our guy. Sliding doors, mate. Oh, absolutely sliding doors. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Richmond had made 2015, they finished like fifth or something. Yeah. That's why he was... <laughs> laughable that there was once, not that long ago, a term called the Teague train. Oh, that Carlton. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Sad. And Brendan Bolton. I just... I just love footy. <laughs> that was That's cool, of, dude. That's that, really cute. That was one of my deleted best man um, <laughs> clips was to compare you. I said that this man has all the energy of Brendan Bolton, <laughs> but the face of Damien Peverell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jeez. Oh, that was a joke. That was clearly a pod, pod level joke. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah. wanted to put Finish the joke, dude. Speech. You have my blessing. <laughs> Now said, describe my wife. That, that she she has all the the class and poise of a Scott Pendlebury, the um the competitive fire and the leadership qualities of her beloved Cats captain Joel Selwood. However, she doesn't duck her head all the time like he does, <laughs> which <laughs> annoys Jack. Sometimes. <laughs> She's not tying her hair back. <laughs> And she's not doing the salvage. <laughs> Welcome to married life, mate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my blessing. Oh, God. Oh, too good. All right. So we've uh, we've rolled through the Brownlow contenders, the flag contenders. Now, uh, I think we should take God, a little... You th- you'd think she'd be pegging me soon, wouldn't you? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, belatedly. Oh. So... Oh. <laughs> Let's uh oh, let's... my last name's not Sinclair, but my first name's the same. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, we're going rogue. Oh Back on god. task here. Bobby, continue. Uh no, how about we take a little break? Because we've still got quite a bit to come up. We're gonna talk um breakout players yep. across a couple of lines. Um we've still got our draft to do. Oh yes. As well. Yep. Um and I've got a couple of other questions for you about how we might change up the pod this year, mate. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back with part two. 